Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about from chaos to create creativity, if I can say it correctly. <laughs> it's one of those days. <laughs> Luckily for me, I have a special guest on today's episode, Ava Moon. She's here to delight us with her perspective on this topic that we think about, but not really think about, if you know what I mean. Um, Ava, thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, my name is pronounced Eva, by the way. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. I'm mispronouncing so much. It's kind of ridiculous. So it's okay. I, I thought it was best to just get that out of the way. <laughs> okay, cool. Eva. Perfect. I like it. So um, I heard that you have a crazy story that was very chaotic. Um, if you don't it mind was... telling me about it a little bit. Super chaotic. Um about 10 years ago, um, I learned that I have a genetic mutation called BRCA1. <laughs> and that that gives me a, a nine, an 87% chance of breast cancer and a 55% wow. chance of ovarian cancer. And um, usually what they recommend people do is have preventive uh, surgeries, preventive mastectomy and a preventive total hysterectomy. Um, and at the time, my mother uh, was dying of the same uh, mutation she had. And that's how I learned that that I had it was because they tested her and she carried it, which meant that my sisters and I had a 50-50 chance. So, um, yeah, in the middle of her creative career, I took a break to have a double mastectomy and hysterectomy uh, in the space of three months. Wow. And uh, then kind of had to figure out what the rest of my life was going to look like because it yeah. really threw me for a loop. Yeah, I, w I, I don't blame you for that. I mean, I would assume hearing that news, it would have been very, oh, my goodness, devastating. Let's be honest. That would have been devastating to hear to have to help your mother go through something that um, you may possibly have. And then you to find out that you do have it. I mean, that's... That's a shocker, you know, to anybody in reality. So I can understand where your chaos is. But tell me about your creativity that you created through um, that helped you through chaos, if you don't mind. Yeah, I, I am happy to. Um, you know, I, my husband was very supportive of any decisions that I wanted to make. Um, and he certainly understand, understood my uh, fear and distress about the possibility of getting cancer. Um, but what was harder for him to understand was how it felt as a woman yeah. to lose my breasts and my ovaries and my uterus and what that, you know, that was another whole aspect of this was that I wasn't just afraid of getting cancer. I was afraid of losing my identity as, yeah. a, as a woman mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. uh, so, I, you know, I've always been a musician um, and uh, a, a writer. And at, when I found out that I had the mutation, I stopped writing. Yeah. I stopped playing music. I just, I couldn't face it. Mm -hmm. But in going through this, um, I wrote a song about okay. how I felt. I wrote this song called... Um, where are you now, my dancing girl? And it was sort of a, 
uh, questioning about what was going to happen to the old me. Yeah. And I didn't write it for any particular purpose. Just I had to, you know, express how I was feeling. But I played it for my husband. And that was the first time that he really got it, what it meant to me. Yeah. And it was a real change um, to be able to, you know, through music, express to him what I had not been able to express to him with just words. Mm, Isn't that beautiful? I think that's the nice thing about music as a form of art and as a form of expressing your creativity, because it allows you to put poetry into a song, words that have such strong meaning into a way that is like a, a like a movie in your mind. You know what I mean? You can see it, you can feel it. Like music is so beautiful because not only are the instrumentals and the music that's actually around it, but the words that comes with it as well is really it ties it in together. And I'm glad that your husband was able to see it from that perspective once you were able to put it in a song because you know it's hard dealing with a man understanding in a woman perspective because they see you as a human like okay i'm a human you're human right you know get it get it over with you 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 can tough it out no problem but it's like as a woman it's like i'm sensitive this is me this is my shell you know like this is who i am and if you take any part of me it's gonna make me feel less of a woman or less of who i am and that's not right. So I see what you're saying. You know, it's hard to go through something that you're still going through alone. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. your perspective. It's what it's personal. You know, it's mm-hmm. very personal. And it's nice to see that. I mean, that you were able to motivate yourself to go back into your writing and back into that creativity, like you were saying, because after that you stopped and I would have stopped too, because when I'm sad or in like a real certain mood, I don't do any, anything that I love, you know, because when you write, you love to write, you know, it's like you have it in you and you have to get it out of you, you know? So it's very nice to hear that, you know, I'm not the only one that shuts down, (laughs) You know, I I, I I completely shut down for I I, I don't even know how long. Um, I mean, it really wasn't that long because everything happened so fast. Um, Yeah, uh, I had my hysterectomy three weeks after I found out I had the mutation. So it was I mean, things were things happened fast and my mother was not doing well. Um, But even after I wrote that song, I still, you know, didn't know what I was going to do going forward because I'd been a musician, I'd been a performer, and I just figured that was that was over, that I wasn't going to be doing that anymore, and I didn't know what I was going to be doing. And I didn't, you know, I, I had been um, a comic writer. You know, I, I would do funny songs about, you know, spam email and and (laughs) kittens on YouTube and stuff. And I, you know, and then I had all the serious stuff. Oh, boy, I'm going to become mastectomy girl now after all of that. Um, But then um, I wrote another song, uh, and I still didn't know what I was going to do. But I wrote this other song because, you know, when you go through surgery, um, it's serious, but there's also 
silly things that happen, you know, like in, in things that like little indignities and loss of privacy and just, yeah. um, just there was, there was a sort of a ridiculousness about this situation. Like what I mean, you want me to do what? And, um, so I wrote another song about, um, my double mastectomy called Tata Tata's. Oh my goodness. How cute. What a cute name. That was uh, was kind of a funny song just to kind of deal with the... the with yeah, the to lighten the blow, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I played that both of those songs for a friend of mine who's been a mentor. She's been in the entertainment business for her whole life. And she says, oh, Eva, you have to do a show. And I said, no, not not a chance. I'm not going to do a show. I don't. I don't want to go out there and just bear it all for everyone. When I, you know, I've been hiding behind comedy for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just started writing just for myself, just to see how it felt, and it just poured out. And it's like within a week, I think it was about a week or so that I was working on this. I had. Like an hour long one woman show with nine original songs, <laughs> and um, oh my goodness, that's amazing! I though it, I finished it in time. The very first performance, and I, I, I've talked about this um, a, a lot, but um, my very first performance of the show, which I is called uh, The Mutant Diaries Unzipping My Jeans, um, was for my mother at her bedside in hospice just a few days before she died. And it was, uh, you know, of course, extremely emotional. And I could tell, but I could tell that she was hearing what I was saying and that, you know, she couldn't speak, but she, she smiled. And I mean, it was just really so meaningful to me and to her and to my family who were there and watching her, watching me and seeing her in her face realize that I was going to be okay. Yeah. And so I guess that's when I knew I was going to have to do the show. (laughs) I love the way you said it, like, the dread, but I will do it for my mother. (laughs) So I went, I started doing the show. I did, um, I've done performances of it across the U.S. I've done it in the U- in uh, the U.K. twice. Wow. Um, I filmed it down in L.A. and uh, it's on uh, Amazon uh, Video on Demand. Um, nice. I'm gonna have to check it, it out. Was, That's awesome. It was really. Um, it turned out to be such a wonderful experience because uh, so many of the the people in the audience audiences were um they were facing challenges of their own it might not be cancer it might be something else completely but they got the message that whatever kind of chaos you're in at the moment it's not forever and that there's another side and that you know someone went there before you and got through it and grew yes. as a result of that experience. My life has grown in ways I could not have imagined. And I now view this whole BRCA thing as 
you know, I might be a mutant, but I've got a superpower. <laughs> you know, I got awesome. to change my future. Um, I consider it a gift. Uh, yeah, point. yeah, I, I can, I can understand what you're, where you're coming from. That's awesome that you're able to see it something different because you were able to impact so many lives. You know, so many people to see this creativity this transformation of something that's supposed to be dreadful and and horrible horrible to go through that you were able to flip the switch and may have a little twist to it you know yeah. twist it up so that everybody can be like you know what it's not too bad that's actually pretty cool and it is pretty funny you know and it's just you we have to bring out that 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 joy in us you know even if it's brought through comedy you know because that's the beauty of comedy is that every comedian has or any person who does comedy they all have gone through something horrible or they've gone through obstacles they've gone through struggles they've gone through chaos you know in their life and the beauty is that they were all able to find some type of light to be able to switch it around into creativity and be able to bring that flip it around and have the world acknowledge what they've been through because we don't go through it alone you know in reality we yeah, don't go absolutely. through life alone a lot of people are experiencing the same things just at different times and different areas and just in, possibly in a different way you know but it all has that label you know chaos and it's and it's nice to know that you did this so what would you tell your younger self if you possibly could i actually um I wrote a letter to my younger oh, self. Yeah. If I, I know, I if if you give me just a second, I'll see if I can. Yeah, I, I would love for you to share it. it. That would be awesome. Do you, uh, let's see. Let me. Um, Is it a long you letter? Can, you can. It's, it's not a long letter. I just need to. Um, yeah. No. Go ahead. It. Take it. Take your time. There's because no rush. I think it's worth. I think it's worth sharing. Yeah, to be honest, it is worth sharing. I would love for you to share that. I think it would be a very, very beneficial for my audience. You know, what happens if there's that one person in the audience that is listening to, to figure out how to handle their chaos, you know, and then this is. is a great form. Okay, when, um, here's the letter okay. that I, I wrote this a few years ago. I turned 60 and there's some things I wish I could have told my 50 year old self. She was so worried. Dear me, hey there, 50, it's me, 60, still alive, as you can see. You spent the whole year leading up to your 60th birthday in a stew of worry. What tortures does menopause have in store for me? Will I be forced to retire my youthful dreams for more modest, mature aspirations? Is it too late to fix all the mistakes I made raising my children? How could standing in the wings watching younger performers on stage ever be as sweet as standing in the spotlight myself will i become dried up washed out sidelined and invisible will there still be sex i won't trivialize your pain it was real enough at the time but let me clue you in on a few things the ride from 50 to 60 is going to be wild and rocky but you'll do more than just survive some bad things are going to happen that you didn't even think to worry about. You'll lose some people you really love, your mother, your father-in-law, and your mother-in-law top the list. 
You'll cry with many friends as they struggle with loss and pain too. You'll lose your own breasts and uterus and ovaries over several life-changing months of pain and panic. Some things will just cruise along with a few bumps. You'll survive menopause. Your kids will be fine. They'll find jobs and become people you like hanging out with and who make you feel like you didn't totally blow the whole mom thing. You'll get a bunion and you'll need reading glasses and you'll struggle to keep your weight under control, but you'll manage. You'll still have sex. Uh, it won't be the same, but it'll still be good, just in a different way. You, you picked a good man. Some really amazing, unexpected, and wonderful things will happen, too. You'll find your voice in writing and embark on a whole new career. Pain becomes art, and art becomes joy. And all that worry about losing your spot on stage, just wait until you stand in the wings and hear your words in the mouths of younger performers. You'll support and encourage other artists in meaningful ways. You'll rediscover the joy of best girlfriends and treasure them in ways that never crossed your mind when you were so worried about being attractive to men. You'll still be attractive to men. So while there are things to worry about, ultimately, there's nothing to worry about. I have no desire for do-overs. I don't want to stop the clock now that it's ticking towards such promising adventures. You saw 50 as a precipice you were teetering on the edge of, and it was a long, long way down. But the precipice is where you have to go for the best view. And 60 feels like wings. Wow. Oh my goodness. That is powerful. That is amazing. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with me. Sure. That is truly something beautiful. I mean, when's the last, I mean, do you look at it often or was that the first time you kind of shared that with anybody? I, I've, I've, sh I've shared it even once or twice since yeah. I wrote it. I mean, it's on my blog from oh, okay. when I was 60, um, which was a few years ago. Um, and I can, I can give you the link if you want to. Um, oh, I have, that. I have the link. I was actually looking through everything and I was kind of waiting for the, the, for the photos of Pinocchio to load up because I wanted yeah. to see the way that you, um, designed your Pinocchio compared to like, like you said, our version in our minds, Pinocchio, because that is a version of my mind of what I see is the stick and the yellow shorts. And yeah. to, to be honest, well, I used to hate that movie because of what it represented and where it led to. And it always was like a drenching movie for me to watch. So yeah. for it to be remade and I just started it and I was just like, I can't even finish watching it. Like I'm, I, yeah. I already know how it's going to end. Like I'm done. So well, I couldn't. So it's like, I'm curious to see yours. It still yeah. hasn't loaded. Um, let me, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. I wrote a book, uh, my, I, it just came out in March of 2023, uh, called Pinocchio's Guide to the End of the World. And it's sort of the culmination of this whole journey of transformation that I went through, uh, was, and he was, became kind of a symbol to me of, um, what happens when your body changes, uh, because, you know, in the original story, the story ends when he changes from a puppet to a human. And you all assume that, oh, it's happily ever after from that point on. But how was it for him? Did he really 
was it everything he hoped it would be? You know, his change was wished for and mine wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, he was happy with it afterwards. Did he have regrets? Did he still feel like a puppet inside and that he's got this body that doesn't match? So there's this imposter syndrome thing going on. And I so I used him as a character to explore some of these issues. Um, and I put him in a, uh, so this is about Pinocchio's life after he becomes human. It doesn't really touch at all on his, pu- the, the same territory that's covered in the book or the movies that have been made about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is after he's human, what then? What happened to him after that? And I said it in uh, the years um, in Europe, in the years between the world wars during the rise of fascism, um, which felt relevant to our own time and uh you know a way to kind of also explore um how people are becoming so divided yeah and how does he negotiate that so it's a it's a it's an adventure story you know he's uh fighting nazis and stuff but uh but it's also he's fighting himself and trying to still, fi- you know, figure out, well, what is what does it mean to be human, and, and am I re- am I really human just because I have this body? And uh, um, so he has to go through a lot before he finally uh, figures out how to be himself. Yeah, end. that sounds like a good book because let's be honest, what what really happens to him? We don't know. We really don't know. But that's a good that's a good point to think about. What really happened to Pinocchio after he became a human? Because we always battle ourselves, you know. And that's a great point that you added in the book. So have that because we are constantly fighting with our inner selves and fighting with our inner image and what's and how what we feel versus what's actually projected out. And it's a constant like war between yourself. And and it's nice to know that you know I'm not the only one that sees it like that. Sometimes when you're yeah. going through transitions, because it's it's the truth. It, it happens. But um, excuse me, to start wrapping up the show before yeah. it cuts us off, um, okay. what would be some great, great advice that you can possibly leave my guests off with? I mean, I I know I don't want it to end. It just got really juicy. I but... know. <laughs> <talk> for hours. <laughs> oh, I know. Me too. Believe me, we're probably going to have to do volume two of Pinocchio's life, <laughs> right. you know, or something, because it is really interesting. But what could be some lasting words that you can possibly leave us off with? Um. Oh, it's, you know, getting back to the point of, you know, how I use creativity to communicate and express my feelings. Um, You know, I'm a musician and a writer, so I could do it in a song, but that doesn't mean you have to be that to use creativity to cope with um, trauma and chaos in your life, that there are a million ways of using creativity to help you express things that are hard to get out with just talking. Uh, I've talked to people who have uh, made elaborate collages or they, they, um, they bake it out. You know, they just bake (laughs) crazy things or they, they love to, they build, build a garden or, um, or or helping other people or, um, uh, painting you know there's there's a million different ways but i encourage people to you know it doesn't have to be good that's not the point 
You just have to start making something. If you just sit and keep everything inside yourself, sometimes starting to make something, whether it's a loaf of bread or a knitted hat or a song or um, a painting is just creating an opening for something inside to find a way out. And then the second part of that is sharing it with someone else. That to me, creativity is like a circuit, like an electrical circuit. Like I can, uh, like, you know, there can, I can, I can put all of my, my energy into something, but if there's not someone on the other end to flip the switch, you know, and to bring it back to me, when you flip the switch, that's when the light goes on. Yeah. Is when you share it with someone else and, and create this this circle of connectivity with other people. And when you see that you're, what you've done has touched someone else, then that heals you as well. Yes. Yes, it does. Oh, thank you so much, Eva. I mean, Eva. Sorry. Mm, I'm so sorry. I really don't mean to do it on purpose. It's just, I know. It's just a bad worry. habit. I'm so sorry. People do it to me all the time. They always mess up my name. They always say, like, Misty or just weird things. And I'm just like, no, it's Mitzi, but I get it. Whatever. You know, so I, I understand, but I'm sorry. I really don't mean no, no. to. But- Thank you so much, Eva. You have been such a pleasure. And I really do appreciate you sharing your perspective about chaos, creativity, and your story. And putting this in writing so that people can really think about that. Individuals like yourself really live a, a leave a big impact into this world because stories are testimonies and testimonies are what we all are going through and living through so i appreciate you on this aspect thank you for coming on michelle and if anybody wants you're welcome and if anybody wants to know more about eva i do have her lovely blog on her that's on her website on my show on my on my website so that you can click on and it goes directly to her so that you can find her book find her blogs, find everything great that Eva's been doing because, man, I was going through her website and I was just like, goodness, this is a lot of good stuff that's that's <laughs> happening here. You know, so the, she has some great, great contents. You would not be bored. And if you are just in a, just need some creative guidance, go check her out. I'm telling you, she has really some great stuff to check out. So that's it. That's the show. Always, always, always keep thinking, y'all. Be safe. Bye. Bye-bye.